our intent, it's really easy to focus our intent based on my background, my understanding, my cultural environment that I'm in, my current situation of three kids, blah, blah, blah. Versus your impact, you actually start thinking about that person's shoes, that person's cultural experience, and that person's lived-in environment. Mm -hmm. I think the way to bring it back is like, okay, well, how about we pause before we just start expressing ourselves? Kind of had a little bit of a crazy week, so we uh, we are recording right before church, which is interesting. It's a it's a different feeling. I haven't had coffee yet. Um, we'll we'll see how this goes. I've had my my energy energized, so I'm ready to go. Cool. And I'm trying to be just one cup a day. Yeah, you're you're trying to cut down. So that's my. How's that? How's it been going so far? There might have been a day that I had two. Um, it's going good. I think I I think I enjoy all the ways to consume caffeine, mm-hmm. and so that is sad. Like I'm not gonna have coffee today because I yeah. had the pre workout. Yeah. But I don't want to only have coffee because then I'd miss my pre workout, and mm-hmm. then I'd miss my like big jug of green tea that I sometimes make too. So I have to like. Mm-hmm. I rotate it. So I it's yeah, I it's interesting. I'm considering probably cutting back a little bit. But I think and it's I feel like it always happens in the summer. Like I feel like as the the weather gets warmer, I start thinking about eating cleaner or cutting like more raw. Cutting back on right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm craving salads more. Yeah. Um, we have a place near us, um, that sells like really healthy, like, I don't know, like really crunchy, like, um, lots of treats with nuts and things and smooth, like different smoothies. Well, there's that one. And then there's the, uh, the the bigger one that, um, uh, I'm forgetting that's in, down near closer to downtown there's one there's actually they closed that location so so stop stop thinking about it yeah it's not there anymore yeah not fair that is not the raw restaurant you're oh no that is no that is not the raw thing (laughs) um but yeah i i've yeah i i think one of the things that i with coffee i enjoy the flavor of it so much like I, i like it's very much like wine or or bourbon or something like that that i want it to be more of i realize it could be more of an experience like um and less of just a uh less of just a caffeine tool like a a chug and go yeah i Um, i think i enjoy the smell most of it most of all yeah so like it's not even the drinking part I just, the smell of coffee or even when you have beer, like, I feel like I get to enjoy it when you're drinking because mm-hmm. I get to smell it and waft the notes. But I think I'm very scent oriented. I feel like there's a few candles that I've come across that actually were able to capture that into a, Maybe. a bottle or a candle. Maybe. 
maybe. If people have recommendations, I would love them. Yeah. For coffee, wine, or yeah. alcohol, <laughs> scented <laughs> candles. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Because I know that there, there was, so you want to do uh, intent versus impact? Yeah. Did you yeah. want to start there? Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. So um, conversation with a friend, and I'm sure this has come up in other avenues. Uh, Matt told me it was also, I guess, being talked on social media. But the difference between intent versus impact. And so what is your level of responsibility? You may not have had your intent may not have been to hurt someone, but your impact ultimately did. And so then what does the reconciliation process look like or ownership could look like, right? When you're recognizing not only your intent with your actions, but also reflecting on the impact of your actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds, I mean, just from those two words, one is, 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 is a preemptive, Thing, and then the other is oh. a reactive like there's not a verse it's a before and after mm-hmm. well you could be reflective on your potential impact as you consider your actions mm-hmm. and i think the other thing with impact is that i think when you say that to some people it could be a positive word and then to some people it could be a negative word what impact yeah, because I've recently, I, I think the one thing that I, I heard recently as far as impact was somebody was saying that you're, you can have influence over like over a multitude of people. So this podcast, like, oh, we, so influence is better than impact. Well, well no, well, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll maybe say something that um, encourages you, or um, and which is what we hope. But we realize, like, at the end of the day, like, it's going to be the people that we have relationships with, like, that that we're going to have actual impact with. It, it's those it's those close-knit relationships that you actually have, like, deep life transformation. Um, it, it just yeah. brings to mind for me, like, an analogy when you talk about impact or force from a physics sense. Mm-hmm. Two objects have to collide to have Ooh, an impact. Yeah. And so... Um, similarly, who are the people I'm colliding with, I'm interacting with physically, you'll have a better chance of, um, impacting. I think that's interesting if people, if it is being interpreted as a negative impact, because if you think about like the questions of who's your biggest mentor, who's impacted your life, Mm -hmm. I, I actually have thought of it more as like a positive, but like this is. I am I am a changed person because of this. Well, now that's taking it really, really big. Because I mean, I would hope that if like in this situation, what I said would not change someone. And so I guess there's different levels that you can be impacted if you're actually my trajectory. So like the two objects hitting, think about a pool table and you hit a pool ball and they hit another ball to then hit another ball right to get into a pocket yeah that you can actually change your trajectory with the impact um it's interesting because um one of my favorite um seth seth godin i think it is he he has this thing um this idea of mentors and heroes and mentors we're often trying to find, I think, 
in the recent years, there's been a influx of people uh, searching for somebody that they know that can invest time into them and that, that they, they look up to. And that's often a hard thing to find um, and, and, and lock in. Whereas heroes are those kind of, are those like larger than life to the masses. character? Yeah, yeah, to the masses. The thing Mark that Twain. now <laughs> Seth is kind of promoting the idea of heroes, which I do like a lot. That that you have these people that they've they've automized their time. They they've automated their time so that their reach you're, is scaled, yeah right? yeah. And the thing I noticed though about that is the mentors. That takes risk, and that there's there's a certain element of of um, buy-in. There's there's a there's a give and take there, and there's because that person has to dedicate some time to you know. And I think that's interesting because I think sometimes we shy away from that, but I think sometimes that's that's maybe something we should lean into. Okay, into the men- mentorship. Into the mentorship. Okay, I actually prompted two thoughts for me yeah one is like i wonder if the mentorship where we're we're just driving to seek for who's gonna who's gonna own me who's gonna help me right mm-hmm. um if now versus what it might have been 200 years ago and it, when your communities were smaller were there natural more not baked in i don't know like you're you didn't have to seek out a mentor because your community was built in such a way you got them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be overgeneralizing because I'm not a historian and it can't speak to everyone's truth. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking of like if you were an apprenticeship model and you were learning a trade skill, Yeah. you get that mentorship. Um, if your family owned a business and you were learning the business, you're getting that mentorship. Uh, I think there was a stronger role that like family played in driving that too. So I don't know. I was just thought that was interesting is like, you know, when we move towards industrial schooling at the end of the 1800s and say, we can fit 25 people in a classroom and we're going to put facts down your heads. Mm-hmm. And then at the, at the end, you're an excellent factory worker. We've lost that mentorship model of what used to be prevalent in schools. Yeah. Because like even in the one school's one room schoolhouse, the older kids help with the younger kids. I can imagine they had a buddies, they buddied up. Oh, Timmy always helps me. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you got that baked in and the older kid would be like, Oh, someone else used to help me, so now I'm trying to help you. And so I just feel like a I don't know, it feels like a good shift that it's almost like rebelling off of the industrialization of schooling and the industrialization of like you don't need to live near family. Like there's this pushback, but now we have to find some, find someone and pay them. Like it's just a different model Yeah. versus what was baked into the community design. Yeah. And it's hard to tell. Like, um, I don't know that I want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and, and, um, and say that that's all a bad thing. Like it's hard because, I like the fact that I can I can get somebody like a Pat Flynn or a 
Um, or for us, like like a Sarah Ives or somebody like that that has created this, you know. And we're 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 in that kind of line. Like we, like I see us eventually doing something like that, and like it's hard to. I don't know. I, well, there's so yeah. many people in the world. There's so, so like, many. Certainly, yeah. There, there's ways. I, we're not going to go back to where society isn't as mobile and moving away from families. Like, I don't yeah. think that's going to change. Yeah. It would take a lot in the U.S. to change our schooling system to not be so, you know, the student ratios that we have and mm-hmm. everything else. Like, we are, we're going to be going to a classical school this next year with our middle son. Um, but, like, by middle school, they start having seminar-style like discussion classroom sizes. Yeah. So like 12 to 18. Yeah. Maybe, maybe closer to 12, I'd hope. So that you actually have space at the table to share your thoughts and ideas. And I think that'd be really hard in most sixth grade classrooms, right? That everyone feels like they have a chance to comment on what they're reading. Yeah. It's not, yeah, we're not, we're not trying to, go back to a, a you know we're not trying to reverse in time or whatever it's 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 more of learning from the past and saying okay what can we do to right to but like bring, i, I, I do yeah. think when you mention of the like well there's these people we listen to right yeah. i think as long as there's room for more voices because if it's ever like no that's good enough why would there why would the market need another gary v like that is enough right and yeah. um, I think so, like I can pull in music in a similar analogy because it used to be that if you were a community musician, you got jobs. People loved to hear from you. There wasn't a radio like yeah. the, the level of quality of voice to be the one performing and bringing joy to your community was yeah. different um, versus now like, oh, if you're not good enough to sing on the radio, like, well why are you singing? You know, and there's a lot of people I've worked with professionally who have said they, they're not creative. They don't sing. And that just makes yeah. me sad a little bit. Cause I feel like I've been born, like made I, to create. Yeah. And so, it, um, I can give room to other people's experiences, but I think there is a, some level of like, when you're told that the best have already done it, you there's not room for you to be creative because the you'll never be as good as the best. That does that is sad to me. Yeah. It well, it it's interesting. It creatively, it's it it's a great time to be living. I like the access because I mean, even when we were kids, I mean. You know, you think about like music or something like that. There was record, like there was like big record labels that it was you. You know, you had to fight to get onto these big right. Record labels. I do think the internet's like that's why I feel like we're having this shift away from the industrialization and giving room for the individualism again, mm-hmm. right? Because the music industry was industrialized, right? They're yeah. the record companies that were making a profit, and how do you do that? You cut costs. You maximize the products you're selling like the sales of the single products you're selling you're not trying to say how can i have a more complicated supply chain yeah so that bring bringing it back to like intent versus or intent and impact like what what could we glean from 
from those observations? Uh, I don't know. I just like my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I, and I mean, um, I think... I, I'll, I'll go ahead. Like, um, I... What I see is, I think one is that they're not always against each other. Oh, yeah. They can be congruent. Um, like, they can be going, pointing in the same direction. And I think in a world, like, I think for us, intentionality has become a big theme in our home life of being more purposeful in what we do. But I think the thing with impact is is you're you're including other variables into the picture yeah and it's like you said with it's physics, a chance it's, that you're getting out of yourself too yeah. so like we have our own perspective and our intent it's really easy to focus our intent based on my background my understanding my culture cultural environment that i'm in mm-hmm. my current situation of three kids blah 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 versus your impact you actually start thinking about that person's shoes, that person's cultural experience, and that person's lived-in environment. Mm-hmm. And I like I like how you said purposeful. I think the way to bring it back is like, okay, well, how about we pause before we just start expressing ourselves, right? Like yeah. assess your in- intent and impact ahead of time, not just reflect afterwards so that there's growth in that too. And then focus on local. So if there's, I guess how I'm bringing it back is focus on local. You know, if you want to change the world, you're not going to do it from your post on social media. Um, you're going to do it by direct relationships. So the more you can focus on the people you're interacting with who are in your sphere in a meaningful way, then focus there. I like it. Um, I did have another side tangent on the yeah. mentorship model too. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if some level of like, I'm going to look who's my mentor. I need someone to help hold me accountable. And you're, that's really what you're doing is you don't have self accountability. Mm-hmm. And so you want someone else to give it to you. Right. And I think we have this um, consumption culture is I have a problem. So I put money towards the problem and then my problem goes away and I feel good. Right. So mm-hmm. typically it's buying things. Yeah. And so sometimes I feel like I have an accountability problem. I'm going to pay someone to fix my accountability problem and I'm going to feel good, feel good the moment I made the transaction. Um, but I don't know if, if that's actually going to change your accountability just because you hired someone, you might now just be ex- telling someone out loud. Oh yeah, I didn't do what I said I was going to do three weeks in a row. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's up to the individual. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's, fascinating because it makes because we we often talk about what things do we want to hire out for or or do ourselves and that that it seems like those what you just talked about and hiring out like like us hiring out um um like a lawnmower person for for your mom like that those are almost different they're coming from different places they're like one is saying i want to honor the time and the responsibilities that have and then the other one is a little bit more like um 
I don't know. I, I like to think of it as what's the risk if it's done poorly? Mm-hmm. And then what's the value of me doing it? Yeah. Because sometimes you're... So I'll give two examples that I don't feel like I'll outsource anytime soon. Mm-hmm. One is cleaning my house. We have hired cleaners in the past and it has been nice to not have that load. But there's times where I'm like, they did a surface clean. Oh my gosh. They did not clean it enough. Yeah. So the risk is like, I don't feel like I'm getting the clean I would have done. Um, and then from a values, what do we get when we do it ourselves? This is a great tool on helping to build our children's uh, responsibility to getting to build um, accountability in the home that they're contributing to the family. Like those drivers are important to me mm-hmm. and I don't have to artificially create them. We have them, we have a need for them to help support our family. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there might be seasons we would leverage cleaning, but right now, like I just, I want to use this as a way to bring my kids in and to labor with me for our family. Yeah. And I love that. That's right? good. Yeah. Um, another one is like doing my taxes. I am not an accountant, but I can like research things and learn, learn my way through. Right. Um, the risk of not doing it well, you know, we may not get all of the tax credits or claims, right. That we're eligible for. And like, I want to get better trained. So it's on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. So like the value is if I better understand the tax law, then we can actually be more proactive at making choices to maximize the money we get to keep and invest versus giving money to the government. Now, if I outsource the tax law, they're just going to say, well, this is what you did. So I'm going to file your taxes based on that. What we then miss as a family is how are we making choices that better our family? Yeah. How are we going to be making transparent choices of what we will choose to invest for next year or whatever, if we don't have that transparency and most accountants I've worked with, there might be some that do it better you're probably paying for it right i just i just want to learn because to me the risk is the risk is i don't know we don't know what's best Mm -hmm. and so that's why it feels like a really good space for me to to learn on and then continue to help drive like as we make choices yeah yeah i think i think that's a good place to close out with um what are some things that um our listeners could um, think about and ponder. Let me bring me back. Yeah. Um, I think maybe like, how is your, how is your intent, um, interacting with your impact? Cause that's sort of almost a reverse engineering of like look at situations where you've seen impact and say what was my intent there how can i i don't know oh wow we we have visitors right now um (laughs) so um i think if you haven't ever thought about intent versus impact that's been a good thing for me to ponder over recently to give you a a little bit of a visual um our youngest son has his um what do you call those again Um, life jacket puddle jumper puddle jumper and and he's got rain boots on bright yellow and that's about it and that's it yeah yeah 
raincoat. You had a raincoat on too. I have a rain dinosaur coat. Wow, you're. Wow. We're almost wrapping up right yep. now. Okay, give we're us two more, two more minutes. Two more minutes. So um, certainly if you haven't thought about intent versus impact before, reflecting on it's good. Um, if you've had chance, I know for me, I can be stubborn of like, what's my boundary? What do I own? But there, what I've come to terms with, or I don't know, I feel, I think I'm still processing is there's mm-hmm. a, there is space for me to acknowledge how my impact might have hurt someone, even though my intent was not. Um, so certainly, I think those are good reflective questions to ponder. Um, and then, I don't know. I'd love your thoughts if you guys feel differently about what mentorship models from the 1800s <laughs> and what that looks like versus today yeah. um, or how you feel about local. I know there's um, there's value in having the online community Um but I think I'm sometimes sad that like when you went and make Mel's vision of the 1800s that I didn't live through, you were, you were forced to figure out how to get along with this community. You were bought in and you had to f- navigate the relationships because they weren't moving and you weren't moving. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think today we don't have to invest because there's so there's opportunities to connect everywhere. Yeah. And I just wonder what does that do for our human relationships when we don't have to go deep and we don't have to figure it out. Yeah. It's so easy to hit that eject button. Yeah. Like, Oh, this, this church isn't working for me anymore. I'm going to find another one. Right. Well, there was only one church. You better figure it out. This family (laughs) isn't working for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I think those are the big ones. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but thanks for listening to Mel's musings of today. (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, we, we hope you, you were all encouraged and we certainly would love to hear your thoughts. So don't forget to comment, review, and then find us on social media. You can like and follow us at Ready and Rested on Instagram. Yep. Bye guys. Bye. Love you.